Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Feeling any better about the decision to take the ball in overtime after hearing Kyle Shanahan yesterday? Me, not so much. Good morning, Perloff. How you doing? I'm good. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the analytics of taking the ball first or second. This is a debate that's going to last probably until next October. <laughs> is this our new LeBron Jordan? Uh, no. Until we get actual real NFL football to watch again, <laughs> we're going to have a lot of time to chew on this. And I got to be honest, I I have not made my final decision, Maggie. <laughs> well, what's it going to take? What do you mean your final decision? I just think that the game's over. It takes some time to put this to, into perspective. Is Kyle Shanahan the goat? Not the greatest of all time, but the goat. Is he going to go down? Is this going to be the Super Bowl where Kyle Shanahan screwed up by taking the ball first in overtime? Is that how we're going to remember this Super Bowl? Partly. Partly, mm. not the whole way, but partly. There's a lot of things that went wrong for the 49ers. Some big, some small, some we've been talking about a little, some we've been talking about a lot. There was some mm. fluke aspects to this in terms of the special teams gaffes. There were injuries that we definitely have not talked about enough with Drake Greenlaw leading the way. But the shorthand of this Super Bowl, if you're looking at it from a 49ers perspective, will be Kyle Shanahan Botch the overtime. Now, the reason why we're talking about this uh, again and on this Wednesday is because yesterday we finally got the second postmortem press conference, if you will. You get the one right after the game, but obviously things are still swirling around. So this was yesterday, 49ers back at the facility. It's Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch also on the podium. So let's unpack some of this. Uh, Pete, can we play cut 17 first? So here's Kyle Shanahan saying... The, uh, how the game played out justified the I analytics. I take into account what they say, OT what they decision. think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle, and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. Um, and it even had been out there for a real long time right before that. So uh, it was no, I didn't feel at all mm. to override that at the time. Okay, so now we're hearing from Shanahan a little more about the defense being gassed. And John Lynch added on top of that, they had just come off of an 11-play drive, the defense that is. They were gassed. See, to me, that's never going to hold up. It's never going to hold up about the defense. Because it doesn't matter if if your defense was gassed because you were always getting an opportunity to counter on offense. So, again, even if the... Chiefs had gotten the ball. If you won the toss and you deferred and the Chiefs came down and scored in two plays because your defense was so out of gas that they couldn't even pretend to, to, to guard the Chiefs, you always had a counter. 
And the way that Shanahan is talking is that he thought it'd be a field goal game, but the way he played this is he thought it was going to be a touchdown game, right? Because the way he described it was if we scored a touchdown and they scored a touchdown, we wanted the third possession of overtime, not taking into account that the Chiefs were going to go for two if they scored a touchdown to win it. Okay, but you have to admit, at least there is logic to what Shanahan's saying. The defense was tired. That's a fact. Sure. Um, and also, he it was a field goal game. The final score was 25-22. The Chiefs are not the best red zone team. So Shanahan probably thought, you know what? We have no chance to stop them on this first drive because our defense is exhausted. But on the second drive, we've been kind of holding them to field goals. We They haven't been you know, really torching us in the red zone. Maybe we could do it here. So I, I think he did think we could hold them to a field goal. Which he had reason to think. Like, what what did the Chiefs' offense done all day? Okay, but he, that it does that still doesn't make any sense because he his decision to take the ball was because he was playing for the third possession. Right, right. So, so if he what does hel- it matter if it's a field goal for it's a touchdown? Wait, wait. So he scored a field goal, right? Uh, then if the Chiefs had scored a field goal, then he'd be in great position, right? That's what he was thinking. Okay, but the, again, his defense that doesn't make any sense to but me. But his defense got a little rest. I think he thought, hey, our defense can hold this team to a field goal because I don't think they knew Mahomes was going to run. If Mahomes doesn't run, there's no way the Chiefs get in the end zone there. Okay, because but- they had not been really moving the ball that well. They hadn't been scoring in the red zone. So I, I think that Shanahan thought, hey, if we gave my defense a couple minutes to c- catch their breath, we can keep them from getting in the end zone. Okay. Did anyone really think that? I mean, here's, no. <laughs> right, exactly. Did but, anyone really think that when you have Mahomes on the other side? That even if you believe in your defense, that is such a big risk to take when you're facing maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time on the other side. Yeah, but I mean, the Chiefs' offense was not that great all season, and they weren't really great on Sunday. They were good, but were they terrifying you? Ed, when okay, go back in your head to that moment. It did feel like a fait accompli, one of my favorite words, that they were definitely going to score a touchdown. Uh, It was fourth. They got to a fourth down where Mahomes scrambled off the right side. They got to third down. I I understand. Shanahan at least has logic. You have to give him that. Okay. Okay. Hold on. At least there's thinking behind it. Okay. Well, I'd hope. I mean, it's only the biggest moment of the game up until this point. Here's the thing about that. You say like, well, the Chiefs offense wasn't playing all that great all season and even in this game. You handed them the advantage of guaranteeing them four downs on every single pos- on every single uh, you know, start of every every new downs because yeah. the Chiefs knew exactly what they needed to do to win the game, which was to score a touchdown. So you handed them an advantage of yeah, their offense may not be playing great, but now they're going you know what to the wall because they can't punt. So you just gave Patrick Mahomes all these extra, if he needs them, fourth downs, one of which he took advantage of, scrambling for whatever it was, 10 yeah. yards or whatever, on a fourth and one. Yeah, I mean, I do agree. That is the key factor that you gave Mahomes four downs. You can't give Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes four downs. Exactly. I, I totally agree. But that being said, it easily, like, it wasn't a guarantee. Did you? I think you're doing Monday morning quarterback. You didn't know for sure that Kansas City was going to score a touchdown there because they really were not, they were not, the Chiefs of the 13-second Bills game. Uh, there are moments where they were stopped. Listen, they got unless they got that muff punt, I don't know when they were getting in the end zone okay. in that game. They yeah. were really having trouble getting through the red zone. So I understand Shannon's. Now, one thing for sure. Can we just admit, if uh, Kansas City had the ball first, 
San Francisco was getting no pass rush. They were exhausted. They were going to let up a touchdown there. So that's a fact. So they, they, San Francisco would have been in a position where we had Brock Purdy against this great Kansas City defense having to score a touchdown. So that's not necessarily a position you are so excited to be in. Okay, but again, if it plays out the way you think it's going to play out, at some point you're going to need Purdy to march you down the field. Even He's going to have to do something in the yeah. overtime, right? So here's the thing. Am I Monday morning quarterbacking this? <clears throat> I don't think so because I think this is, again, the process versus the results. You can always – the way that Shanahan is describing this still doesn't make sense to me the day after the Super Bowl, I was a little like, ah, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, was this a real big screw-up or not? Ever since Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes, so on the defensive side and the offensive side, both came out and said, we were going for two if we scored a touchdown. If the game was tied, uh, or if, if the 49ers scored a touchdown first and then we countered with a touchdown, we were not kicking the extra point. We were going for two. We practiced this. This is what we were doing. Ever since that came out, I've thought Shanahan completely blew it because you clearly underestimated your opponent. You clearly were not, when you went through your analytics, guys, you were not taking into account who was on the other side of the yeah. field. Uh, if you Would you bet your life that Andy Reid wouldn't change his mind in that moment? I don't knowing think so. Andy, knowing Andy Reid, that he might so. not have pulled back on that, there's a, at least a chance. I know, Chris Joe, it's easy to say now that they would have gone for two, of course. But that being said, also the two is... It's close to, a, I, I don't know what the percent, even with the Chiefs being the great Chiefs, you know, it's not 80-20 that they hit that two-point conversion. It's not the easiest play. We saw a key play on third down in the red zone where Mahomes got sacked. No, I know. But here's the thing. I'll take 50-50 on the two-point conversion versus we're tied uh, because we both scored touchdowns and kicked extra points, and now I give the ball back to my opponent, and they, it's sudden death, and yeah. they only need a field goal. They're gonna they're gonna score on like sixty five percent of the drives there. So I'll definitely take my fifty fifty shot and try to go for two. It's ballsy. I, I wouldn't be comfortable yeah. doing it, but you would have to if you're really trying to play this no, thing the right way. I do agree with that. But you see it in college all the time. Yes, this was it was definitely a mistake as we look back on it, but it was not to me an all time coaching gaffe. Uh, because here's how here's how it plays out. I this is how I think it plays out. I think Kansas City scores a touchdown, goes up by seven. I don't think they go for two, and then they stop Brock Purdy on the next drive, and the game's over, and Kansas City wins. So you think the results was going to be the I same think, no matter what? I, and the reason Hard I think me. that I don't know for sure, obviously, but I do think there's a Mahomes issue. I think Mahomes finds a way to win that game. Uh, and I don't know for sure that, that Kyle Shannon goes for two. He's not the most aggressive coach. He's not Dan Campbell. So what if it's 7-7? Seven, seven? What if Kansas City scores 7, then San Francisco scores 7, then the Chiefs kick the game-winning field goal? So it might have been the same result anyway. Again, this is why you defer, is because you you let Kansas City go down there and they score, you at least know you need a touchdown and an extra point, or excuse me, and a two-point conversion. And that's what brings us back to the preparation for this. And clearly... As we know now, there were two wildly different approaches to the preparation for this possibility from Kansas City and from San Francisco. Kansas City has told you, I don't think they're BSing us, guys. They told us that they talked about this. They practiced it. They knew exactly what would happen if they went into overtime. Here's Kyle Shanahan. Uh, He says not telling his players about the overtime rules. He does not think that this changed anything. 
we did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What, you know, I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, um, especially ones I haven't been in, and um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. Okay, I mean, let everyone else know. I think it's one thing, it's just very stark here on how the two teams yeah. approach this, and it's not surprising to me that the team that was more prepared won this game. I, I don't think that's why they, they won. First of all, he, everyone said, oh, nobody had any idea. And now he's saying, well, we had the position coaches tell them. So the story keeps changing where more and more people knew what was going on. Just uh, who is it? Eric Armstead didn't know? And Juszczyk. They and, both said they didn't know. So they weren't listening to their position coaches then. Or the position coaches didn't tell them. I, I think this story, as, as we go along, I mean, originally we came out, oh, my God, the Niners had no idea what's going on. Now right. Shanahan's like, we worked on it the week before with the analytics team. The position coaches knew. I think on Monday morning, it seemed like the Niners had never even thought of this possibly <laughs> right. happening. Yeah. And there were people who even called in and said the Niners didn't know the rules. I mean... The, apparently, they according well, to Kyle Shannon, Juszczyk and our Eric Armstead said they learned the rules by looking at the jumbotron that they put up yeah. before overtime. What the new rules? Were. Okay. Bottom line here: Do they win the game if they had prepared for this better? And I don't think so. I think you give yourself a better shot. I still think it's whether or not you win the game off of this. It still does feel a bit unforgivable that a coach would not not even the week leading up to the Super Bowl, starting in the postseason, just when the postseason starts, guys. Hey, this is new. I've been in overtime in a Super Bowl four. Don't even bring that up. Who cares? But I let's we're playing a close game against the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Maybe after that week you want to bring it up. Then you have to take an all time comeback against the Detroit Lions. Maybe after that week you bring it up. It's not like you've been cruising through the postseason where you're winning every game by three scores and overtime would be such this this uh you know. A, a thought that would never cross your mind. But how does knowing the overtime rules affect the execution of a single play? Does it affect how a player does his assignment? What's the difference? Well, it's the same thing. Why would you walk through anything? I mean, walk through anything because you want to know what the other team's going to do. And you, it's just basic have the best plays. So you say you have that play where McCole Hardman scored the touchdown. Like right. they walk through that a million times. How do we beat the defense? It's still the same plays, it's still the same assignments. It's still, you know, you got to block the guy that you're supposed to block. That's why you walk through, not because because you have in your mind what the actual ramifications are. Listen, I think that the Chiefs would probably tell you they liked the fact that they had a plan and they knew about it. They Everything was buttoned up. I, I, I do think that's part of the thing for a coach. You're not just preparing your team. You're telling them the why. Why are we doing this? And what's the? why would we be taking the ball in overtime? Why would we be deferring if we're going to defer and just walk through that? I mean, how many meetings do they have? You can't add one more? Well, we're... No, you're definitely not having a, a meeting on that because you're working on the game plan, I think. You're not going to have a meeting. You no, might Andy Reid said they installed this in training camp. They started talking about so, it. So I, I think, honestly, it doesn't affect what the Chiefs, if they had gotten the ball first, they're coming down and scoring a touchdown. It's not, not going to affect the way they execute at all, right? They're just going to hit Kelsey. First of all, Kelsey was on fire at that point. That's true. Kelsey, 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 Rasheed Rice, touchdown. So it didn't affect the, the way the Chiefs played at all in any way whatsoever. I think it did. I mean, I, I can't tell you exactly, but you do think it's a little odd that one team was totally prepared for this and the other team was not. I, I think it, it's being overblown. Uh, as far as Kyle Shanahan, has he watched the Super Bowl film yet? Has he gone back to relive this painful moment? Um, I don't think I have to anytime soon. So, But it, 
not really ready to right now. Uh, I mean, we got home last night, um, you know, so I just hung out, watched Griselda Blanco with my family. It's pretty cool. Um, just want it's hard because I don't feel like usually I watch sports or read some on my phone, and I don't really feel like doing any of that right now. So I got to catch up on some movies last night with my family. Smart. You watch Benny the Butcher? <laughs> I was going to say, our guy. We're Benny the Butcher's favorite radio show. <laughs> uh, also, has a, he has a group called Griselda. No, instead of rewatching the film, yeah. he was watching a show about a murderous uh, yeah, drug yeah. kingpin. I've seen at least 15 documentaries on Griselda, and the show is the show makes her into a hero that is completely <laughs> inaccurate. And the actress is way... Sofia Vergara is not... Now, the real Griselda was, <laughs> was a monster. And anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. You so know, he I, did watch something gruesome, just not the tape. Anything on a cartel, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know the, the story of Griselda Blanco, right? Coming back from her days in Medellin? No? I don't know this. No. I'm just totally kidding around. Anyway, <laughs> the fact that Kyle's had it, I, I like that. Uh, that's like Nick Saban after he lost in the Final Four. What was the show he watched? Do you guys remember? He went home and watched Netflix. He watched like a documentary, right? No, it was... It was we got to look at it. It was some cheesy show on Netflix. It was a, it was a Turkish... Oh, right. It was like a Turkish love story or something. Yeah, we yeah, went yeah. back through all of <laughs> yeah. Netflix's uh, offerings from Turkey and decide, try to decipher he, which one it was. He went deep into the crates in that one. <laughs> I got to say, uh, Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, watches one episode of Friends every night. Just and he watches them down. in order. Yeah. I yeah. get it. That's really helped him out. <laughs> I know. Maybe on Switch to Seinfeld or something. There's one thing about uh, what Kyle Shanahan said that really is bothering me, having now heard him talk again about this, sure. is that he said it was a field goal game and that he was playing for that, essentially. The Chiefs have maybe the best field goal kicker in the NFL, the Niners may have the worst. That's true. Now, I know uh, uh, Moody hit two really nice field goals. He also got an extra point blocked. Right. Why are you playing for a game where you're deciding that the field goal kickers are going to decide <laughs> the game when they have the best and you may have the worst? Yeah. Well, if it was a field if if Kansas City had hit, hit a field goal, then San Francisco probably wins the game, right? Because they're probably going to come down and hit a field goal. Why so would I you understand say that? It's, it's Jake Moody. Yeah. He's been yeah. as inconsistent as everybody this Chiefs, year. Super dicey. Chiefs were gassed. I, I think the Chiefs' defense was also tired. I think the Niners could have... If, if, if the Chiefs had just scored a field goal, I would have given a huge win probability edge to the Niners in that last well, drive. Well, they would, but again, to EJ's point, even if it's a, only a 35-yarder, 45-yarder, whatever it is, how much do you trust Moody? Moody is a complete adventure. To yeah. be saying you're playing for a field goal game, when they have Bucker, you have Moody, is asinine to me. Yeah, You well, don't have Adam Vinatieri, yeah. Shanahan. Come on. <laughs> Well, but the reality is they they probably win that game. I think uh, if, like, if they had held the Chiefs, I, I think the the way the Chiefs defense was on the last like four drives, I think San Francisco wins that game. That's I understand what you're saying, but if they could have just held it to a field goal there, the Niners are the champions. So some of the things that have come out after this from analytics people believe that had it been tied after both teams had a possession in overtime, the odds that the 49ers would have won after that was about 65%. So that's Listen, again, I agree with EJ. You're going to leave this up to Jake Moody? You're you're just lucky that he was hitting the ones that he was hitting. And the miss extra point was one of the huge turning points of the game because mathematically it kept the Chiefs in it. It made well, the comeback so much it, easier. It might be the reason why they lost. I mean, we're talking right. about all this stuff about the overtime. Game. But, yeah. like, if they make that a four-point game and they have to score a touchdown at the end, Different. maybe it's an entirely different ball game. We see you guys on the phones. We want to talk to you about this. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Hang tight. We will get to you. 855-212-4227. By the way. Yes. Sorry. What they, yes. There were seven field goals in this game. <laughs> it was a lot of field goals. Harrison Bucker could have been the MVP. Someone called Moody, us and told us that. Moody had a great chance. Moody was one of the leaders for MVP, too. I mean, 
This was a field goal game. I think maybe what's the most field goals ever in a Super Bowl? It's got to be close. I don't know. Uh, we also will get to a, a more a, a bigger picture sort of thing on the San Francisco 49ers and how much do these tough losses and painful losses, how much does this scar tissue start to add up? 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. God forbid we credit the Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. Let's focus <laughs> on every detail of the San Francisco 49ers blowing this. It reminds me of teams that lost to Tom Brady so much. That you could pick them apart. There is also the factor of Mahomes on the other end. I get it because, you know, there are, there are very limited opportunities to win a Super Bowl. And Kyle Shannon was right at the doorstep. So it does start to wear on you. Yeah, for sure. And also, four years ago when it was Super Bowl 54, they were like this ascending team that was like young and chin and he's back. And now here we are, you know, Super Bowl, that was Super Bowl 54. Now it's Super Bowl 58. You've lost to Mahomes twice. And it's, you know, there's a different type of vibe here. And, of course, we've got to forensically comb through this thing, especially well, when you have an overtime. But it's funny. You think about the Niners through the years. They No one really expected that Jimmy G team, that first team, to be there. Uh, then remember they the year that they lost to the Rams in the title game? That was not a good 49ers team. They had had chaos all season long. They overachieved. And I would argue this team overachieved a little bit because they should have lost to the Packers and they should have lost to the Lions. It wasn't like they were uh, they were just rolling coming to the Super Bowl and should have stomped the Chiefs. To me, it wasn't. That's why this narrative that they blew the Super Bowl. This was not a team that was firing on all cylinders by any means. I know, but this is where you and I are always going to disagree on this for heretofore until the end of time. They were the number one overall seed in the NFC. Yeah. They were at home throughout the playoffs. They were favored in both yeah. games by a touchdown or more. Uh, maybe they, they should have lost to Detroit because Detroit got out to such a big lead. But to yeah. say they weren't talented is crazy. I'm not to saying me. they're not talented, but they were. To say they're lucky to be there, I can't get. That you're not right. saying they were lucky to win that Lions game. Well, no, I think they they came back and the Lions helped them out. Oh, but <laughs> I I I don't think it was like wow, this real upstart San Francisco team. They didn't have a shot in hell, and here they are in the Super Bowl. They no, were no, the but one I, they I don't think they were like team. the 85 Bears coming to this game. They oh, were definitely 85 Bears. I mean, no, they they were not a dominant team by any chance. I mean, it should have been the Lions there against the Chiefs, and I would have loved to have seen that game. But they were dominant in the regular season up until that mm. Ravens game. Yes, they were the first half of the season. I mean, they got their butts kicked by the Ravens. That game was, and also the the three game losing streak. They kicked the Eagles' ass. They kicked the right. the Cowboys' early, ass early, early, early. Then something happened. No, no, no. no the Eagles, Eagles game was, was December December third. Yeah, no, we're not doing this. I'm they, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys think that the San, the San Francisco team that beat Dallas 42-10, that was not the same team by the end of the okay, year. You saw that was a home game against Baltimore, and they got blown out. They went to Philly and beat you guys 42-19, to and that was December 3rd. They, yeah. they had winning streets this year, 5-7 and seven in a 17-game season. This was a dominant team. Okay. This was this was a dominant team. So you saw they a dominant team against Green seven. Bay and Detroit. I'm talking about they, the, right, the right season. team, Green Bay, yeah. And weren't they playing a first-place schedule? Right. I'm talking about in the regular season. They, who who rattles off five <laughs> separate winning streaks of five games and seven games in a 17-game season? Yeah, they, I, they're a good team. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. I, I, honestly, there's no. nothing I disagree with more of you guys. You think the Niners were coming on rolling like a juggernaut. They, they, that is not the were, team I saw. I, I agree with Perloff. They were good in the regular season. But they were flawed extremely in the playoffs. Okay, okay but they were still the least flawed team in the NFC. Oh, right. In about, a whole conference. Well, how about the coach decides to tell the players all the rules? No, 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 no. <laughs> different thing. Start there. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Jumping around thing. now. The team has to be prepared. That's the whole thing. Andy Reid was prepared. He wasn't. 
And that's what happened here. And they lost because they weren't prepared. Wait, hold on. I was told that the Packer game was only close because of the weather. That's what I was told. I was told it's because Brock Purdy can't play in the rain, but that was only close because of the weather. I told you that. (laughs) The society. Oh, okay. Honestly, the Packers. (laughs) some people on the show. We all agree the Packers should have won that game. The Packers could have had that game. I agree with you on that. But I'm talking about going into the playoffs. Again, I don't know how you can say going into the playoffs that this was not clearly the best team in the NFC. Two weeks before, they they lost at home by two touchdowns. Yeah, to the best team in the NFL. Like, dude, they were not. They were two touchdowns behind the best team in the NFL. But that doesn't mean they weren't the best team in the NFC. Right. That's an AFC team reeling going into the playoffs. Right. Brock Purdy was the MVP before that game. And that game again was December twenty fifth. It was Christmas. This is late in the season. I mean, I think every. 15. I think most people downgrade the Niners after that loss. I guess you guys didn't. You said, "Oh, well, you know what? They lost to the Ravens." So I guess I, I don't know. I I did not think San Francisco came in really at their best. Well, the next two. I mean, they were so good that they didn't have to play any of their starters the final week of the season. I, they were there. Uh, Mike's in Dallas. Good morning, Mike. How you feeling about uh, Kyle Shanahan's game plan in the Super Bowl? First and foremost, happy Valentine's Day to you and for all. Oh, okay. Y'all know, y'all really have a face for TV. I don't know why y'all are doing radio. Isn't that sweet? Can uh, we clip that, cut yeah. that, send that to somebody, an executive? You guys, you might be talking about Maggie. I don't know about the rest of us. <laughs> I get help from <laughs> Allie, by the way. Listen, we're we're a good-looking bunch. I, I'll, I'm yeah, not afraid yeah. to say it. And then I don't know where someone said that y'all are wearing Buffalo Bills jerseys. That, oh, I, I mean... I didn't bring it today. It would have felt a little out of place. Yeah. But, okay, so uh, before – and then later on, can y'all open up the love line for Valentine's Day? The love know. line? <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, transition into a romance show for the rest of the <laughs> Need dating advice? Call Maggie and Pearl off. Wait, do you remember uh, that show, but, Love Line with Corolla and the Doctor? Uh, yeah, of course. It was Excellent. amazing. <laughs> I know, but, like, that was also – I was pretty young for that show. I learned a lot about STDs on that show. <laughs> Thankfully, none of that came to fruition <laughs> in my real life. <laughs> Agreed. It's like, wow, that sounds painful. Nope, I don't not know. chlamydia. I, I know. know why you'd call a radio show. <laughs> Thanks, Adam Carolla. <laughs> talk about the open wounds you have. Anywho. Anyway, um, so. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I spent a lot of time drinking at the bars, playing shuffleboard. And the greatest shuffleboard player of all time, Billy Mays. You know, the, our, Billy, <laughs> our Billy Mays? No, not the guy, but not the ShamWow guy. Now, that'd be a story. Like, so I was but playing you know, shuffleboard you against know, the ShamWow guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he would say? He would say, you don't wait around for the game to come to you. You win the game. Mm. And that's what, when they opened up, the 49ers opened up the game with the air raid. Oh, oh. careful. <laughs> Oh, no. I got him. Pete was all over it. When he said drink at the bar, I started to hover over the dump When button. he said hi. I, <laughs> I, I still like him. From a, a he said we were good looking. Place. He could call back anytime. Yeah. Yeah. He, he come up with your jawline. Is that the was first? That, I, yeah. I couldn't hear him. He said my jawline. Yeah. I've never heard that in my life. I mean, if you, you can't really compliment a woman's jawline. It is Valentine's Day. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day. Yeah. Unless you really want to. Tell him to call yeah. back and just lose the uh, curse words and we're good. <laughs> no, it's funny. That that call was totally off the rails. And then he said something really deep and profound that kind of made us all pause for a second. That wasn't off is, the rails. That was accurate. You can't wait for the game to come to you. You've yeah. got to go to the game. And which, that's really a metaphor for life, too. 
But I wouldn't think shuffleboard, like, there's aggression win in shuffleboard. I've never played <laughs> shuffleboard. I'm not sure. The sawdust has got to be on the on the track. Is that called shuffleboard, too? Yeah, I don't know what shuffleboard is. Shuffleboard no, sh- was the old person game with, like, the big long stick and, like, the clay disc, and you, like, are shoving them down the... That's pl- shuffleboard? Okay. No, Playing guys, at the in, beach. A, in a bar, that's not what shuffleboard no, is. No, but is that called shuffleboard, too? The yeah. thing with the, the, like, the hand sliders and the sawdust? That's yeah, shuffleboard as well? Yeah, it's got, like, a disc, a, yeah. a small disc. That's called shuffleboard? No, I didn't no, no, think no. so. I, it's shuffle, that's called something else, I think. Shuffleboard is famous. It's, you uh, think that he's out there playing floor. cruise ship shuffleboard? No, shuffleboard. That's shuffleboard. I'm looking oh. at shuffleboard tables right now. Guys, I know what I'm talking about. It's not my favorite bar game. I don't know about that. (laughs) When it comes to bar games, (laughs) you got to go Buck Hunter. (laughs) Perla, just sit down and look pretty. We'll handle the games. (laughs) Uh, Mike is in Pebble Beach. Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you all? We're doing great. What's up? Well, I'm calling here from uh, Pebble Beach. I'm on the Pebble Beach golf course. We've lived here since 1954. Wow. Wow. Gorgeous. Yep, I've seen all the tournaments there since uh, Bing Crosby days, but um, that's not my reason for calling in. Number one, how about the famous saying, preparedness meets opportunity, all right? Yep. Um, I played high school football for four years, Pop Warner football for four years. I'm not sure if you're two co-hosts have ever played organized football. So here's what I'm going to say about I was a quarterback for my high school team and that. linebacker. I played both ways. I like I like what you're talking about. I <laughs> 100% agree with what you've been saying, and here's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I've had season tickets since 1964 at Keysar Stadium for the 49ers. Okay. I had four club seats to the Super Bowl, 49-yard line. No, Mike, you, you've got the receipts. We just need the point. What, what right, do you want to so say? Here's, the, here's two points. Two points. Give us your best one. A, a minute 39 to go. We're on the nine-yard line, right? Third down, four yards to go. Why don't we run Christian McCaffrey? And if he doesn't make the first down, we go for it on fourth down. Run right. Christian again. Get the first down. There's less than a minute to go in regulation. And we run out the clock and kick a field goal with a few seconds left to win the game. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I appreciate that. I'm sorry. We, it's it's fun. We'll talk about Pebble Beach. Perloff's got a good Pebble Beach story too. Yeah. McCaffrey had gotten, I believe, this is where he had gotten stopped for no gain. Right before, yeah, right he got before. stuffed a lot on yeah. Sunday. I mean, listen, is that a way to go? Is that a reason to go away from him? No, I mean, he's still Christian McCaffrey. I thought McCaffrey, and we've disagreed. I thought McCaffrey looked a little worn out in that game. I feel like his breaking tackle rate was not the same as it was during the season. There were a bunch of plays where one guy got him down, and that's not usually the thing with McCaffrey. He was good, but was he really the Christian McCaffrey, MVP Christian McCaffrey? Listen, 80 yards was rushing, 80 yards receiving. 20, 22 carries for 80 yards? I mean, 30 total touches. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure he was super fresh at that point in the game. If they ran it twice, there's no guarantee they get it. The Chiefs' run defense was playing really well. Uh, okay, we see you guys on the phones. Hang on. I know Perloff wants to talk about this. Uh, should we just take Steve really fast? I know this is big for you. Yeah, yeah, get into it. Okay, and then we'll get to we'll get to Bogish. Uh, Steve is in Virginia. Perloff, love this point. Steve, go ahead. Hey, um, this is the first time calling. Good morning. Appreciate uh, you. So my thing was, and I think I might have noticed it some during fantasy football, is San Francisco's overall game plan of – 
maybe if a team had a better, uh, I guess, pass defense or whatnot, they would uh, keep George on the line to block more so than advantage of him. As an offensive weapon, yep. So I don't know if it's a stat that is – sorry about that – that is – out there, but I was curious, out of the 38 pass attempts, I know he was targeted three times and had two receptions, but what's the percentage that he actually went out on a route? Okay, so great. To bust up the, the blitz. Great question, Steve. Thank you for the call. I don't have that percentage, but I can tell you he wasn't on 84% of the offensive snaps. Like, mm. he was out there. I think he obviously was blocking. Now, yeah. he missed a block on McDuffie. And that's what ended up uh, going abated to the unabated to the quarterback. But uh, yeah, Kittle was not a big factor in this game offensively. Obviously, yeah. so you had a good point that he wasn't target. He was targeted the same, basically the same amount of times in the Lions game. But yeah. he had that huge play. They unleashed him at a certain point. Uh, but th- so, what do we know about his injury too in this game? It looked like to me, it looked like he separated his shoulder and then he came yeah, right back out. It's been described as an upper body injury, so maybe they thought, okay, because you're just waiting for the big George Kittle play all game. Four yards for the first team All Pro tight end that seems wrong. Just that's a one thing in the box. Not hitting Ayuk long was definitely a problem, but Kittle for four yards, he's one of the best tight ends I've ever seen. He's top ten all time. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Hey, how you guys doing, Maggie Proloff, Ackerman, Bogus, and the other gentleman? Sorry, I forgot your name. <laughs> Even though Jalen Brunson says it was... Great call. The Knicks still think their all-world guard should not have been called for a foul at the end of Monday night's loss in Houston. And since the refs have since admitted the call was wrong, the Knicks are protesting the game. Now, we did this a few weeks ago. So remember, it actually costs the team money to file a protest. Once they do, the league must respond within a few days. And only six protests ever have been granted. To be successful, you have to prove that a rule was misapplied, not just a call was wrong, which is the case here. So this one probably will be unsuccessful as well. Hmm. all for a loss in Houston on a Monday night in February. Look, every game matters, okay? And, <laughs> yeah. and, I'm, all, and I'm all about them filing for this protest. And the fact that they, they might not win or you're saying they probably won't win is why refereeing is a sham in the NBA and a lot of sports. You should put up a poll. Does every game matter in the NBA? I think that would be 97% no. Every game counts. Every game counts. Technically. Every game matter. Technically every game. Uh, Look, the Knicks are in a race for the two seed, and getting that two seed does matter. Yeah, no, they're playing hard. Yeah. What, what else we got, Bug? Uh, we've got, as far as we know, all NBA losers last night accepting that L. Monty Williams familiar with his Pistons losing 125-111 at the Lakers last night. In the second half, we, we started to play – our kind of basketball, um, and then we couldn't shoot the ball. Look at how many possessions more we had tonight. We just couldn't shoot the ball the way that we needed to. Because you're bad. The Pistons Thank shot God. just 41%, <laughs> missed 23s, while the Lakers got 20-point games from LeBron, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell. L.A. is now 1-5-6, is three games over 500 for the first time since right before Christmas. Uh, somebody's lying in Philadelphia. Hassan Reddick now says that Hassan Reddick did not request a trade recently. Weekend reports said he asked for one and was granted permission to find one. Reddick is entering the final year of a three-year, $45 million contract. He just had 
his fourth consecutive double-digit sack season. That's going really well. I'm really right. excited about this Hassan Reddick oh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Get drama. The first, it's not even barely the offseason yet. The, awesome. the college football playoff and ESPN have reportedly agreed on a six-year, $7.8 billion extension as the postseason expands to 12 teams. This agreement gets added on to the remaining two years of their current deal. Next week, the CFP Board of Managers, sounds like a great group, uh, they vote on the format yeah. for this larger bracket. <laughs> uh, they'll likely end up inviting the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest-ranked teams. And- Con- yeah, by the way, Congress and Supreme Court, they're going to love that number. seven point. They're really going to side with college football on that one when this all gets into court. <laughs> they, I mean... Seven point eight million. What are billion, we doing here? Billion, billion, billion. How much are the players getting out of that? Four dollars. Four dollars, bonus by percentage. It's actually Gatorade and a little. They're uh, going to get smacked down so hard, and I can't. I'm going to be there for it. They're going to get killed in the courts, killed in public. Ah, oh, whatever. So you're going to drive to San Antonio and then drive to the court? That's how it's going to work. I don't need to. I mean, that's that's the one guarantee win. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going everywhere. DC on the way to San Antonio. It, it is, but not the way Perloff's going. I know this right. is the end I forgot. Nobody likes to dunk on college football more than Congress. They don't understand it, but they're going to kill these guys. Uh, and then there's college basketball. Men's number four, Marquette, surviving a trip to Butler, 78-72. Tyler Kolek had 27 points, seven boards, and six assists. And the Edmonton Oilers doubled up the Red Wings last night, 8-4. Connor McDavid, a career-high six assists, one shy of the all-time single-game record. You'll be shocked to hear that Wayne Gretzky shares that all-time single-game assist record no. with seven. Did it three times. Of course. Apparently he, he was did. at the Super Bowl, but I don't think they showed him on TV, Wayne Gretzky. I saw. I thought I saw him. In a commercial. Oh, okay. But Sorry, I didn't see him at the game. Yeah, apparently he was in a suite. I was doing some uh, detective work on page six. He was in the Bet MGM commercial, right? The yeah, with Dole. Brady. Yeah, that was a funny one. I like that one. I get this mixed up. His number is universally retired in the NHL, right? Correct. Okay. Thank you. What'd you get it mixed up with? No, the, I, the Jordan. other player. Jackie Robinson. Jordan. That's what I Jordan. got to say. Oh, oh, Jordan. Jordan. No, that's only in Miami. Yeah. That should be retired across the uh, little league, as far as I'm concerned. Did it, uh, Bogus, did you hear that I was front row for Connor McDavid and I'm now like the hockey expert on the show? Front row where? Uh, Edmonton versus Vegas Knights. I did not realize yeah. that. No. Well, it, is that the I game that Maggie couldn't go to? I, yes. Didn't go to. Did right. not go it wasn't to. There's a, lot, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterback of what Maggie did or did not do at night in Vegas. Right? <laughs> what we did or did not invite her to. I definitely yeah. didn't sleep. How dare you guys do that without me? Uh, what about the seven invites we gave you during the day? <laughs> I lost those. It was like no. Kyle Shanahan. You didn't explain it to me until right before you were going out. <laughs> she, she was holding out for the third trip to her favorite restaurant. <laughs> I was waiting for the third 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 spin. Veal Parm again. <laughs> <laughs> that one I definitely didn't go to because I would have been a sleep under the table. Everyone else did. We heard about it, too. Oh, oh, sorry, buddy. Everybody. No, I, no everyone had veal parmesan at the same <laughs> restaurant at the same time. I, I had shrimp scampi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With all due respect, like I, our circle of friends is not that important. That restaurant should not have had space for the Zach Gelbs of the world <laughs> during Super Bowl week. In private room. I mean, come on now. This is a Sully connection. Be better. Well, <laughs> that wasn't necessarily Zach. <laughs>
But, but Lottie, you have no reason to be you have no reason to be jealous about the meals because you really should be jealous about how we were hobnobbing with the pro wrestlers. Yeah. Basically, me, EJ, and Maggie Stop were this up. Uh, holding hands with Cody Rhodes. It was so fun. Oh yeah. Uh, Early Valentine's Day. Uh, Schwartz was in there. It was Peter Schwartz. Pierre. Pierre Schwartz. Pierre, Pierre. Schwartz. Peter and it Pierre. Was a, uh, well, he has an alter ego. Imagine if he was sometimes Pierre and sometimes Peter. He covers wrestling. He's Pierre. When he's here, he's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> see Peter get that chance. <laughs> he did not get the invite to Veal Parm. Honestly, we are first name basis right now with Seth Rollins. I'm uh, sorry. He, ha- he had the veal for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins, aka you guys again. <laughs> oh, thanks, you thanks guys for, again. Thanks for the click. That's definitely how you want to start an interview with somebody. You guys again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I'll take it. In reality, Pete, you should have seen Seth's face when he saw us again. <laughs> like, like, I. We're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're legally stalking me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't get that enough. Like, nice bows on the shoes. Anyway, 855 212. I'm sorry, Bogus. Were you done? Oh, yeah. 855 212 for CBS. 855 212 4227. Okay, the one obstacle facing the 49ers that nobody's talking about. We'll get to that next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Okay. We've been talking a lot about the TikTok, if you will, the forensics on Kyle Shanahan, his decision, specifically the overtime decision to take the ball instead of defer. Um, And, you know, what a mistake that appears to be. Now, if things had gone differently, they still could have won the game. But again, I think the process about it was totally flawed, no matter which way you slice it. However, the only reason why I bring that up is to bring up this point which is this is another painful loss for the 49ers on the biggest stage. No right? doubt. Okay. No it's, doubt. It's not like they got blown out. It's not like this was never a game. Again, it's another game just like in Super Bowl 54 yeah. where at one point you did have a lead. Uh, obviously, Super Bowl 54, you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. was a little different. But it's another painful loss. You add in the painful loss in the NFC Championship game when they lost to the Rams right. when they had a 10-point lead. So all these things start to add up and to build up. Perloff, You've seen a lot of Kyle Shanahan get compared to Andy Reid. When he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, your favorite team. 
He was there for 14 years, and they went they went to NFC Championship games. They went to Super Bowl. They lost. They lost. They couldn't get over the hump. Eventually, that war on Reed and the team, right. and he had to go somewhere else to win a Super Bowl. Is Are all these losses piling up with Kyle Shanahan that it's going to be more likely he would win a Super Bowl somewhere else with a fresh start than right here in San Francisco? Yeah, I don't see that at all because he seems to have a great marriage with John Lynch. I mean, I know there well, was... the Trey Lance thing was weird. The, but, generally, you ever hear those two talk about each other? It, it feels a lot like Les Snead and Sean McVay. When you have a coach and a GM in lockstep, which you had for a long time with Andy Reid and Howie Roseman... I think you can last a long time. And even if Andy reads your model, that means there's seven more years in San Francisco. That's an NFL lifetime. He could easily get another one here. I, I don't even see the slightest bit of um, tension between the team, between Shanahan and the front office. If there is, we haven't heard about it. it seems like San Francisco is a great place to live. He's not going to want to leave. Where would he go? And he's he's built the team. He doesn't even need his most talented team to get to the Super Bowl. I think he can, you know, he added, before McCaffrey, he was in the Super Bowl. Post-McCaffrey's in the Super Bowl. I think he can take any team and make them really good. I don't know what goes wrong here. Why would he leave? Well, he can't take any team and make them good because we've seen what's happened when he's not had a quarterback or his quarterback has gotten injured. Well, it has totally derailed his well, seasons. Right, but that's everybody. Well, actually, when Bosa got hurt, that's that season went. Uh, I think it was the first or second game that season went away immediately. Right, but, so it's not all. It's not always. It's it's hard to account for everything. I, listen, it's not like this has been free. Hasn't been free of drama. I don't know about tension, but the Trey Lance thing was definitely. I how could that not have caused tension in the building? They made a mistake. Yeah, it happens in the draft. That's not. I mean, there would be no no coaches keeping any jobs if they they were left because of draft mistakes. Every team has draft mistakes. No, but a lot of people get fired for mistakes like that. It's not to if their, they keep winning though. It's not. It's to their credit that they. Have have kept winning to overcome it. I mean, all the stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo, even, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's not, again, it's not like they haven't been totally devoid of drama. I'm not sure about tension. I, I just, I think there is something to the scar tissue part of this. And, you know, maybe it's cause I'm a bills fan and I understand what that's like, not just with the nineties, but also the current team. It becomes really hard. I think when you lose in such heartbreaking and, it fashion, which it always will be in the Super Bowl, but specifically in, in instances like this, to then have to start it all over again. And, you know, I don't know if how much longer he's going to be in San Francisco. He's got a really great thing going now, but this was probably his best team. And if you can't win with this team, how do you think you're ever going to win? Oh, I see. <laughs> how is this? His I think last year's team was definitely better than this year's team. Uh, if Well, Brock Purdy is a rookie, though. I mean, no rookie yeah. has ever won the Super Bowl. But last year's defense, last year's defense was ferocious. They were the number one defense in the league this year. They weren't even close. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't totally agree with that. I think they're going to be back and good again. Coming up, Patrick Mahomes putting it all out there. His goals and what he's hoping to achieve are they realistic? We'll get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.